to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of Reed standing before the setting sun as it hovers over the Atlantic Ocean comes to us from Heidi Ann, who shared this photo from her recent vacation to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, on social media back on February 4th. Well, it's Saturday, and on the day before Super Bowl Sunday, I'm feeling like a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Uh, just kidding, although I am humbled this morning uh, due to condemnation, uh, a condemnation-driven fleshly indulgence, let's just relax and watch a movie, that led to a comfort-eating relapse yesterday. Uh, I have no plans for self-harm and will seek to learn from my mistake and move forward into my freedom and victory. What freedom? Didn't I fail? Uh, yes, um, but the game's not over, and we are in Christ. We win. Um, yes, yes, I, yes, I did fail, and upon further review of the game film, I know why I lost. And if I learn from this episode, which really just amounted to eating some of my adult children's sugar-laden treats, I can fight better battles and eventually win the war of being self-controlled when it comes to comforting myself with food. As for the damage, uh, beyond my normal dinner of gunk soup, don't ask, and a couple of cheeseburgers, I dove into madness by consuming the remainder of the caramel cat uh, popcorn that I gifted my son Brennan on Christmas, the caramel and the Baby Yoda Christmas tin. It um, kept it from being stale, I told myself. Um, and I also had four Rice Krispie treats from a gigantic box in the cupboard, my daughter Haley's, and a couple of impromptu regular peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on low-carb tortillas. Sandwiches, uh, the normal PB&J, or Brennan's, I believe, and about four strawberry lint chocolates uh, that Haley had foolishly left open and unattended on the kitchen table. Um, before I finished uh, the low-carb Mexican PBJs and the Rice Krispie treats, I actually tallied, tallied it up and was in the normal limits of my Fitness Hal's macros count, but the flesh wanted what it wanted, and I didn't stop at reasonable. Oof. It's a painful admission, but this is what I do. I report as honestly as I can when I mess up. So I shame myself, become more self-aware, and try to learn not to do it again. Now, as addicts know, a big problem with this relapse is access. Addicts shouldn't have access to the things they are addicted to. But the food addict faces unique challenges. It may seem reasonable to, man, to demand that your family or friends that you live with do not keep drugs, alcohol, or pornographic material in your home, demanding that, uh, but demanding that they only have low-carb and zero-sugar foods in the house, which is for their food, mind you, might be overstepping in the area of control. Rather than them not buying foods that will lead me into temptation, it is more reasonable that I don't steal... I am a thief, their food. So I messaged my kids this morning to confess and apologize and sent them each $10 for food theft restitution to compensate them for their losses. Taking food was taking their food was wrong. And I and I have to and I've tried to make it right and to shame myself into not doing it again. Because ultimately the addict needs to be responsible for their own sobriety. 
uh, be it drugs, sex, alcohol, or food, we have to choose to say no, learn from relapses, and endeavor to get up and walk in freedom after we fall down. So I'm back on my feet and ready to walk into victory again. Food relapses are not as sinister uh, as the other substances or actions you can be addicted to, but while they shouldn't be taken light, uh, but but while they shouldn't be taken lightly, uh, they can be recovered from. If you are trying to do keto, it only takes three days to get back in the zone. And quite frankly, if you're doing carb cycling, depending on your final carb tally, a carb feast could actually be within limits. Uh, it all depends on, on what you're shooting for. Me, I'm looking to get my weight down to the, nor uh, the normal, uh, the BMI normal level for my height, which would be 183 pounds. So at 198 yesterday, I still have 15 pounds to go. So there's work to do, and sabotaging my progress with a thieve and cheat day is no way to get there. But as I am going on vacation to Disney less than a week from today, I understand that 183 is a long-term goal that we can hopefully get to by summer. Thus, the battle and the war goes on. Um, but part of this spiritual, uh, you know, part of this is spiritual, uh, and we can't be blind to the fact that it is not just our flesh that we have to beat into submission. The devil is known as the tempter, and he keeps us spiritually blind to the facts of our conditions through his deception. So, as much as you try to work out and watch what you put in your body or in front of your eyes to keep you on the straight and narrow, don't forget to pray. As the old MC Hammer song says, I need to pray. Ah, oh, yeah, pray. We need to pray just to make it today. That's word, we pray. Um, what, you thought I was going to sing, you can't touch this? Well, maybe I would, but the enemy can touch us and blind us to the truth and keep those we love out of God's kingdom. So I'm sharing a message I got in the, my email from Freedom in Christ UK this morning from Dr. Neil Anderson that's all about combating spiritual blindness. It's based on 1 John 5, 14 and 15, and that verse says, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked from him. And Neil Anderson writes, There are several specific needs that we should consider as targets for prayer and spiritual warfare. One need relates to the condition of blindness that Satan has inflicted on unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. People cannot come to Christ unless their spiritual eyes are opened. Theodore Epp wrote, If Satan has blinded and bound men and women, how can we ever see our see souls saved? This is where you and I enter the picture. Spoiling the goods of the strong man has to do with liberating those whom Satan has blinded and is keeping bound. This is where prayer comes in. Prayer is a primary weapon in combating spiritual blindness. The Apostle John wrote, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. Then he immediately challenged believers to apply this principle by asking God to bring life to unbelievers in verse 16 from 1 John uh, 5. Our 
our evangelistic strategy must include authoritative prayer that God's light would penetrate satanic blindness. We also need to pray, as Paul did in Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, that the eyes of believers may be enlightened to understand the spiritual power, authority, and protection that is our inheritance in Christ. As long as Satan can keep us in the dark about our position and authority in Christ, he can keep us stunted in our growth and ineffectual in our witness and ministry. We need to pray for each other continually that Satan's smokescreen of lies will be blown away, that our vision into the spiritual realm will be crystal clear. Anderson ends his devotion by praying, Lord, remind me frequently to pray against the deception which the enemy uses to block my vision of your will for my life. That was all from Dr. Neil Anderson. So make sure you are fighting the good fight of faith for the lost and the saved by praying those fighting prayers to open the eyes of the blind to salvation in God's kingdom through faith in Jesus Christ and for freedom and victory for those in the body of Christ who don't know who they are in Christ or who don't know how they can overcome their hurts, habits, and hang-ups, to have freedom and victory. Today's Bible verses, well, verse comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse comes from the section on communication, gossip, and lying. And today's verse is Proverbs 12, 18. And the Word of God says, There is one whose rash words are like sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Today's verse is the second of five passages of Scripture that fall under the 11th point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on communication, gossip, and lying. And that 11th point is, do not hurt your neighbor by gossip or careless talk. Control your tongue. Today's verse hits close, close to home as I, am, I was feeling condemned yesterday because of some criticism I received. Uh, because I didn't realize that some recent work I did in ministry caused someone Quite a bit of offense. I have often gotten into trouble with my mouth and with my failure to perceive what I say isn't being taken in the spirit that I meant it. I sometimes respond quickly to answer theological questions or to try to solve problems, and I don't realize that the words of my speedy response could be considered to be rash. I also sometimes try to respond in humor, but don't realize that the other person doesn't realize I was being lighthearted and joking. Uh, so take it from me. Uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Trying to learn, I am trying to learn this one, uh, because rash words or quick quips can sometimes cut others like sword thrust and end up causing damage to your relationships or reputation as a Christian. So be wise, slow down, and bring words that heal. Mt, listen to yourself here. Uh, as always, uh, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alford. And these are a collection of devotional journals from 1940 and 41, where Alford prompts us to read a chapter of Scripture. Today he prompts us to read Mark 3. And from Mark 3 he shares... Um, Mark 3.21, uh, where, where the quote is, he is out of his mind. And Stephen F. Alford writes this, 
These words were said to my blessed Lord by members of his own kinsmen. It was their estimate of the loving and increasing labors of my Lord. The Lord Jesus said on one occasion, The night is coming when no one can work. From John 9.4 Earlier in his life, he said, I must be about my father's business in Luke 2.49. Again, he said, The fields are ready, white for harvest, in John 4.35. In all such statements, he sought to show that time was short. Opportunities must be redeemed now or never. But he not only taught this, he practiced it. Hence, he is seen in this chapter not having enough time to even eat bread. Those nearest to him by family relationships could only find these unkind and scathing words. He is out of his mind. And Alford ends his devotional by praying, Lord, in the light of these words, help me never to be affected by derogatory criticism. Whoa. Um, so th that concludes our message from uh, Stephen Alford today. But that's, uh, yeah. Never, Lord, that's my prayer today. Lord, in light of these words, help me never to be affected by derogatory criticism. Um, yeah, derogatory criticism basically took me into condemnation yesterday afternoon to the point where my plans for the evening were destroyed. Um, I felt I wanted to just relax, and I sat down to watch a, a movie, and I picked the first movie that was, you know, there, a movie I'd never heard of. Um, a space movie, um, and it was a foreign space movie, and it was nihilistic, um, hopeless and meaningless, and I didn't even and I didn't even get to the end of it um, before I said I can't. This is terrible, and uh, it you know didn't entertain me. It drove me to despair, and uh, then it drove me to seek comfort from you know from sweet snacks about the house. And caused me to steal from my children and eat above my food plan. And uh, so, what do we have to do when we're criticized? Well, we got to just stand on who we are in Christ. That's what I didn't do. Um, you know, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You know, the, the comments that I, I caused offense, I didn't mean to cause offense. Um, and uh, I did. You know, so what are you going to do? Like, in this instance, I know the Lord knows my heart. I didn't try to offend anyone at all. Um, but my, like when you're in leadership uh, or in ministry, um, sometimes what you say is taken out of, you know, is perceived in a different way that you don't realize. And, you know, in actuality, you cause offense. And I'm like, duh. And, you know, especially me. I'm, I, one thing I've done repeatedly in several different ministries is I'm looked as a role model um, or, or, or an authority, and I don't realize it, because I remember my broken past, and uh, even though I've been through Bible college and, you know, got a master's degree in Christian counseling, I'm still, part of me is still that, you know, cut up who, or the class clown, uh, you know, you know, for my family who always made jokes, and so I might be sarcastic or, you know, um, joke about something and then you know when other people are not joking and you know i cause offense and uh i don't realize it at the time and, and then it causes and then i get then i get criticism and it you know i go back to the, my condemning ways you know where i'm like oh i'm no good i'm terrible and then and then i relapse 
but the good news is I don't relapse like I used to. There's no drugs or alcohol or sex addiction anymore. The relapse is, you know, sweet candy treats, um, which, you know, is definitely the lesser of two evils, but uh, goes against, the you know, what I want to do. And uh, not for nothing, the enemy does use deception to show people, you know, why do we have a morbid obesity problem in the United States? Because it's the acceptable sin, you know, you can eat as much as you want and no one cares. And, uh, you know, as long as you keep it within relative overweight scales, you know, or, or even just on the low end of the obesity scale, because those BMIs are very unforgiving, um, you know, you'll be okay. You know, it's all relative, relative obesity. And then there's the really big people and you go, oh no, you know, and even, and even the really big people look at the really, really big people and say, I'm not as bad as that guy. And guess what? You're all bad. Um, you're all been lied to. You've all been deceived. You're all looking for comfort and food. Ask me how I know. I went from 320 to 200. That's how I know. I lived in it. So I'm not being a jerk. Um, although, there you go. I'll offend uh, whoever I offend today. I apologize. Um, but yeah. And was it easy? No, it was not. Um, but, and, and was it all working out? And no, it was not. You need to control what goes in your mouth. Uh, you need to re uh, change. You need to change your relationship with food. And, uh, more, most importantly, you need to go to the Lord. You got to get spiritually, uh, spiritually cleansed, forgiven of all your sins and repent and follow the Lord before you should do any recovery. Um, it doesn't always have to work that way, because um, it didn't in my, my case. I mean, I did come to the Lord, get saved, and then got sober. and that, But then, you know, uh, you need to get free by going through the steps to freedom in Christ, get baptized in the Holy Spirit, all kinds of things. Um, get theologically equipped and, you know, and get a lot of prayer ministry, too. So there's been a lot of work um, to get to this level of freedom and a lot of discipline, too reading the Bible and praying every day, exercising, you know. I didn't get this overnight, and uh, it was a hard battle, and we still fight, so. But you got to pray, and uh, you got to talk to God. If you think it's all rules and regulations and just changing things, you're wrong, because it's a relational thing. Uh, that's that's the thing that'll change you. The love that you have for God and, and the desire to meet His will That'll, that'll make a difference. That'll transform your life. And it's and it's done through your relationship with the Word of God. The Word of God comes in, changes everything. But if you're not reading it, you're done. And last night, instead of going to Scripture or going to a Christian source of entertainment or, you know, a project, which I got plenty of, um, I went to, you know, sit and do nothing, passive mind, um, and, you know, put... You know, not for nothing. It was violent to, in some regards, and it was there was a lot of sex uh, in this movie, and it was utterly hopeless. And so, gee, you know, it just drove me to the flesh. And so, we want to live in the spirit by walking in the spirit. And so, we try to do that, and we'll do that today, um, as we repent. Obviously, I paid restitution to my children for the theft, um, and hopefully, that shame, you know. That admission and that restitution will cause me not to do it again. We could cut, shut the doors on the enemy, you know. We're not going to do that again. Not in the same way. Um, remember last time? Yeah. Well, let's not do that again. You know, so it's a battle, and uh, it's one we're winning. So we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take the occasional loss for the, uh, you know, 
overwhelming victory and freedom we have. So that's my prayer for everyone today. Um, not to be offended by what I say, <laughs> because because I'm a people pleaser and it destroys me. Um, but I'm trying not to let that happen anymore. Um, but we're a work in progress. So there's hope, though. Anyway, let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. We thank you so much for the victory you've given us. We thank you for the freedom, even after a failure, that we can stand tall because we know who we are in Christ and we know we can overcome through your power and your grace. Lord, we pray for anyone who's out there listening or reading today's message that you bless them in their walk of faith, Lord, because we obviously all need your help. And uh, Lord, we just pray for you to go before us today. Keep us safe. Open our eyes to the things you want us to see lead us in the way we should go because all i want to do is represent you in your kingdom and give you glory lord and i need your help with that so lord we thank you we praise you we love you and we pray all these things in the mighty name of jesus amen